Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And this is our last show before this All-Star break about the All-Star game, some events, some of the uh, challenges here, the contests, etc. Looking at the odds we have for this stuff now uh, and jumping into some of that stuff with you guys. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We're coming back, obviously, as soon as this all is done over All-Star weekend with more games and picks for you guys next week as well. Head to thelines.com. That's where we have all of our great content up there for you guys. Uh, And you can continue to follow along with all the written content we'll have for you all season long as well. Nate, let's jump into... All of this all-star weekend stuff, the first thing is going that we're going to look at here is the skills contest uh, on Saturday night. You've got three teams just to set it up, right? Team Jazz with Clarkson, Sexton, Kessler. Team Rookies, Paolo, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith. And then the Antetokounmpo brothers, Thanasis, Giannis, and Alex. Uh, let's just get into it. What, what are you looking at here with this? I mean, it's really just all about who hits a half-court shot in this contest. Uh, it just comes down to that. And so the Jazz team, only slight favorites here at, on their home court where they probably have taken plenty of half-court shots. And they have two guys who seem like they can hit it uh, in Clarkson and Sexton. So I I would go ahead and fire on that. I mean, this is really just like if if you're having fun with it and you want to bet this one. I do think the Cavs one on their home floor last year. And I think it was actually Jared Allen who hit the half court shot though. So don't sleep on Walker Kessler. Maybe he comes through with it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, none of the Antetokounmpo brothers can shoot. If, if they get happen to make one of those, it's just blind luck. Uh, and I'm not really trusting either of those rookies either to, to go from half court. I would just take the odds, honestly, plus 140. Like, what's the difference? I guess that you're, yeah, you're banking on um, the the fact that these these jazz players have taken plenty of half court shots on that floor. But, like, I don't know. It's an NBA court. It's the same distance from half court in the jazz stadium as it is in others. So, might as well take the odds on that one. But it's total toss up. I don't think either of us are really looking at this uh, as any kind as any kind of, uh, you know, place to find value. Let's just say that. So, the dunk contest. Similar story, although I think you could find a little bit of of narrative here uh, to to kind of feel good about uh, one or these guys. We got Jericho Sims plus one seventy, KJ Martin there from the the Rockets plus two ten. Actually, it might I might have outdated odds. Is is Mac McClung now the favorite? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can read them off for you if you want. Yeah, Sims Sims opened as the favorite, but he's now plus two hundred. McClung opened at plus two fifty, but he's now the favorite at plus one sixty. KJ okay. Martin plus 210 down to plus 250. And then Trey Murphy is still the biggest dog at plus 320. Um, and yeah, I mean, the first thing is, yeah, you, I, everybody kind of read that logic. You can't just take the seven footer Jericho Sims. They, they never seem to win this because it just looks so effortless. And if you watch some of his highlights dunking, yeah, it's just like, wow. Yeah. He sure threw that down, but you're seven feet tall. And that's why people are are scrambling to 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 bet their money on Mac McClung, who is a, already a viral dunk sensation, right? Um, has basically signed a ten day contract just to get into this contest, so he could. You know, he has some crazy stuff that he's gonna pull out, uh, like the the between the legs and and the wild stuff, and it looks even crazier because he's shorter than all the rest of these guys. But I think he's just going to miss a bunch of these dunks. I think he's going to continue to try really tough stuff and just not make it on the first try and then not get the 50. I think we both like KJ Martin, who is who does seem like a game dunker in the sense that he just dunks on people. 
Uh, but, you know, that that kind of simplicity might work if he's just jumping over somebody. He's probably going to bring out Pops, right? Kenny Martin and jump over him Got or something, to. something like that. Not to. Uh, and, yeah, so, I mean, for the third best odds, I, I like him. And you can just take him to make the finals to it even money. Or you can take him to get 150 at DraftKings over .5, 50 score. Uh, at plus 160. I think though there should be some 50s handed out here as long as you throw down a hard dunk and you get it right on the first try. That's been kind of the gold standard lately. Yeah, and you got you got to make the crowd go crazy basically because that's what the judges seem to base their scores on. I do want to make a quick correction because I thought this I thought Jericho Sims was 7 feet tall. His sideshow bob hair might make him 7 feet tall, but he's listed <laughs> as 6'9", listed as 6'9" what for whatever that's worth what guys are listed at he looks seven feet tall and i made that same mistake and i'm sure most people see that as six feet tall one because he's diesel as all hell like he's just a massive human being he's the same height as obi toppin though the other thing is his hair is is so high up above his his skull that it probably adds a few inches so and he he jumps out of the absolute gym for a guy that size especially um he's taking off like a rocket like Blake Griffin-esque in the way that he like goes at the rim and, and soars through the air. So, like I said, the precedence is there that the reigning champ is a New York Knicks standing at six foot nine. Granted, Obi Toppin doesn't look seven feet tall. He looks six foot nine because his body and frame is that of someone who's, you know, not like LeBron James-esque, essentially, but maybe a little bit bigger. Um, so I, I do think, you know it's a little bit less likely that Jericho Sims can repeat what Obi Toppin did. And I, I do like KJ Martin because he's the angriest. Like you said, in game, he you're getting out of the way. You're not trying to block KJ Martin. It's not even about getting posterized. It's about getting your head smashed against the rim. If you try to block him because he's so he's got so much force when he's going at it. And so you can rely on those dunks going in because they're not necessarily the flashiest. They're just the, the you know, sort of best finishes, if you will, almost the way that Vince Carter was able to, to kind of dominate with that level of, of, of flash and, but also that just attacking the rim at the end of the dunk. So um, I, I do think KJ's in there. Don't sleep on Trey Murphy because of the fact that if he does some kind of wild stuff with his length, that, that looks crazy, then maybe you feel good about him. I, I don't know if it's worth it, but I think, you know, smart money right now uh, is, is KJ Martin, even getting that, that increase in juice to plus 250. So um, let's move on to the three-point contest here. Nate, let me have you read off those odds as well. Yeah, they've been adjusted a little bit too. Buddy Heald, still co-favorites now. Uh, he was the favorite all on his own, but he's plus 425. So is Dame. Tatum comes in next at plus 500. Then you have Herter and Tyler Hero at plus 550. Markkanen, plus 650. Uh, you got Halliburton in there, plus 600. He's climbed a little bit. And then Julius Randle's the late addition. Uh, replacing Anthony Simons, who I thought was a legit <clears throat> threat to win this, but uh, Julius Randle is not. He has like eight moving parts in every shot, and that's really what you look for in the three-point contest: is how consistent are you with your rhythm? How you know how much wasted motion is there as you bring the ball up to the shooting pocket and release? And I think really Damian Lillard is the poster child of all that sort of efficiency. Um, you know, he could just completely light this up. Uh, I mean, you, now that you introduce things like the deep ball, right, the, the extra money ball, he's obviously the best threat to hit a couple of those. You can get odds just on that. He, he will light up. Uh, he'll probably have the right money ball rack. I think he's probably best from the left wing and, and you know, probably can hit all of those. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm biased just because, 
I love Dame. I, I feel like I have the same kind of shooting style as somebody who grew up undersized and you needed to bring the ball all the way around to shoot like that. But um, I, I mean, he's, yeah, he's just incredibly consistent. I don't really like anybody else in this contest much. I do like Quarter. I know you're going to throw water on that. But I just think as a guy who's never open in the game, because the scouting report is just like, you got to just stay on his hip uh, versus a guy who's like a game shooter like Tatum or, or Dame. I think Herter in this contest could just be like, all right, this is just practice and, and, and knock down a ton. Uh, so those are my two favorites. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Herter because I do think there's too much going on there. I think he's great at, <clears throat> excuse me, getting his whole, sh- his whole body in the shot, but that's because his whole body's in the shot which means it's taken a while um, because there's not quite as much strength to just get it out there with the same form each time, a la Buddy Heald uh, and, and Dame, obviously. And I would say Steph, unfortunately for Dame, they play at the same in the same you know area era. So Steph is the poster child. Uh, Dame is sort of just second fiddle there, but he's almost as good. So just to be in the same echelon is is you know six all time and threes made right for a reason. So it's the same stroke every time, and it's great. Uh, you look at catch and shoot threes this this year. I do like the catch and shoot numbers here, just because you're getting the ball in the same place each time when you pick it up, similar to how you might catch it and pull it. You know, right. So with that in mind, like. Buddy is once again the guy when it comes to catch and shoot threes, um, best in the league so far in terms of forty three point four percent from from uh, on catch and shoot threes, uh, and elite from guys who have a legitimate amount of attempts, obviously. So, um, you know, <laughs> like I was I was throwing water on your herder pick, but uh, Marco Bellinelli won this uh, by the way in two thousand fourteen, and that's a very similar looking stroke to Kevin Huerter. So uh, maybe you do like the slingshot effect uh, to win this thing and the consistency. But either way, you know, I will just say if you put money on Dame Buddy and Tatum, who I think is legit because of the same exact stroke as well, though there's a little bit going on with Tatum's stroke from his six foot ten frame. I don't know if you want to wait for him to get the ball all the way up there. Although I believe Dirk has a three point contest. Either way, if you put if you put money even on like Dame and Buddy, you're talking about still getting two to one back on your money no matter what uh, happens there. Like, like three to one back on your money if one of them does win. So maybe you just add a little bit of, of, of you know uh, give yourself a few more chances, right? Yeah, I mean, Cat is fresh off winning this one, and and so I don't think height is a prohibitive factor, but I don't like Tatum. Just because what I say about being a game shooter, like how many of his threes are sidestep threes or or step backs, and they're ridiculously inconsistent. If you watch the Celtics, like he will airball more threes than than other people, uh, and he'll splash a bunch in a row too. But I just I don't see much consistency with his form and with just his like mindset either uh, to be able to just like rattle off twenty five points on on a round here. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we we should at least mention Laurie Markkinen and this being yeah. his his home building and, and being that kind of tall guy who ha- who does have a consistent stroke, uh, who probably doesn't even really need to jump as he shoots a bunch right. of threes. So, plus 650 is not bad. I guess if we're picking a – if we're going with a trio here – uh, maybe I would I would make him my third pick. Then. Yeah, I think going with a trio is a fair call. And we didn't even mention Halle Baby, our, our guy Halliburton. But, like, I mean, he chucks them, and, and he doesn't get tired shooting them. So, I mean, he would be a nice surprise. But I, I'm still not, you know, taking any money on him in this one. So let's move on to the game here, Nate, on Sunday. It's interesting this year. No one's going to know who is on uh, each squad, right, until uh, we get to the day that they're actually picking these teams between the two captains of Giannis and LeBron. 
That said, uh, LeBron uh, in his sort of GM at the All-Star game prowess has uh, led this spread to get up to two to minus three for the team LeBron before we even know who's on his team. Um, And the total, which is my favorite thing to talk about, as you know, uh, with that Elam ending that we'll talk about in a sec, is at now 325 and a half on a lot of these books, most of them, in fact, um, all the way up from where it opened at what, 318 and a half. Uh, so, uh, 317 and a half. So, you know, basically get, walk us through the Elam ending and then let's just get into some of this stuff. So, yeah, instituted in 2020, the Elam ending, basically that you reset the score after three quarters and the first team to get, uh, 24 points more than the highest score wins the game. And it basically results in a way more defensive fourth quarter than you had for the first three, a way more exciting ending. Uh, than even your average NBA game because it has to end basically on on a shot uh, on a free throw if you perhaps but I mean right off the bat that makes you want the plus three right because I think it was a total anomaly the time two years ago where uh, LeBron actually his team won by 21 points that's just never going to happen again that was just Steph and Dame both going nuts at the same time yep. last year even with Steph hitting 16 trays it still was a one point game with, with team Durant pulling it out uh, because basically it's an entertainment product and, and they're, they're going to at, at the same time, they're competitive, but they're going to, they're going to be close down the stretch. I mean, the first three quarters are pure entertainment. And then it's just a question of, you know, how, how much is the team that's behind going to be able to will their way back into it, play enough defense to get, to get stops and, and make it close. So I think, I, I would think Team Giannis finally gets LeBron here, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that he's a terrible GM. I mean, there's not really any bad picks to be had this year, though. Uh, I mean, all the scrutiny over all-star snubs and whatnot. I mean, like, yeah, who who's the possibly the worst all-star you could have on your roster here? And then you've got a coach managing the, the lineup to get your best five out there. And I, I mean, if you just match up you Giannis and LeBron at this stage in their career, like Giannis should be able to exert his will and and lead his team in this fourth quarter. So I'm definitely leaning towards it being closer and taking the underdog, if not the money line here. Um, I'll let you lead things off here on the total, which is now at but 325. Yeah, I love talking about the total. Um, yeah, you know, there's not much that we can get into fully when we don't know who's on whose team. But I, I will say, man, I'm going to bank on Team LeBron being better. I just don't know how much better. And and it's really, I think it comes down to three-point shooting, like you were saying. Like, no one's going to guard anybody. So if this is the equivalent of a, of a not trying that hard at 24-hour fitness type pickup game that you see highlights of on Twitter – um, for, for these, for these NBA players, they're not missing. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen an NBA player play basketball when they're not in a professional NBA game, but if you have, they don't miss it's, it's like 95% from wherever they are on the floor, because it's what they do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times every single day. So if you, if you're going to leave a guy, if Steph plays in this game, which I doubt he's going to right? like, he's not playing at this point, um, anymore. So, you know, but if a guy like Dame is left open, um, then it's, it's night, night time. The thing is, is I don't know that there's quite as many three-point shooters that you're worried about as maybe there have been in years past. It's just not the specific specialty of 
of a ton of these guys. Obviously, anyone from Kyrie to to uh, you know Donovan and and Luca uh, and, and even Larry Markkinen can get hot. Um, but you know, then you've also just got guys like De'Aaron Fox. Shea does shoots like one and a half threes a game. Drew Holiday maybe. Julius Randle, member of the three-point contest, Pascal, like DeMontis. There's just going to be a lot of guys playing who are super versatile guys that aren't necessarily three-point shooters. So what I'm getting at here is I don't think there's going to be a ton of, of variance and like, like what happened in that crazy game of a 20-point blowout. I think the third quarter is going to be close. Even if there's a team that scores 15 or 20 more points in the first or second quarter, they're going to there's going to be the way it's gone is there's one really close quarter there's one blowout or or you know double digit lead in in the other two quarters and then we get to the fourth and we play it out and and what that does too when it's close is keeps it from um you know it keeps it from being there from the ability to have too many points in the fourth right because the whole point is it's the first team to score 24 more points than the score of the team leading going into the fourth quarter so if team Giannis is up by you know 130 to 125 going into uh you know the the fourth quarter that means that 154 points whoever gets to that first is going to win the game. So if you don't think there's going to be a lot of threes which keeps this from being as fast as it can go and also keeps it from uh you know getting as many points as it can then you do like it to be a little bit under uh even though every all three of these Elam endings have gone over uh the, the total each time there's just been a t- so much three-point shooting that I just don't know if it's going to be the same level of makes in this one, especially without a guy like Steph uh, and a guy like Clay, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They're just, they're not in this game this time. And a lot of the stars are, are more, you know, run and gun and, and slash to the hoop type guys. Yeah. Steph, Steph in particular, I mean, Clay obviously hasn't been in the all-star game in, in years, years, but yeah. dragging okay. hit, dragging these totals up by hitting 16 threes last year and eight the year before, along with Dame on his same team. So 323 and 320 are those totals that we got to, though, then not 325. And basically what you're talking about is the fourth quarter, yeah, it has a cap on it. And if you want to think about the margin, like the minimum is is 49, basically, that that fourth quarter could have if, if it's, you know, score 25 versus 24. You're basically talking about a range between like 50 and 60 points that it could have in the fourth quarter. So math. if you are trying to like follow along and, and use math to try to game the system in some way based on base, basically what you want to do is predict the end of the three quarters, exactly. what you're going to be at, and then see if you can under uh, with a live bet at that point. Yeah. But I, I do think, yeah, it, this this will be a little more low scoring because of what you're saying. But, um, I mean, there is a world in which because there's so many two-point shooters, it's just up and down and, and everybody's dunking and, and getting layups constantly uh, the first three quarters. So uh, I, I think I'd be a little more confident in just in just the plus three and, and the underdog and, and LeBron finally going down, you know, abdicating the throne as uh as the best gm because i just don't think there's any bad picks this year i don't think Giannis can mess this up as much as he tries to he's what's what's the way that Giannis messes this up he takes i'm trying to see like i yeah no one in my he's gonna take drew holiday first yeah that's fair but when drew holiday gets hot he gets hot but not no more importantly i think i should give be, be transparent Give the disclaimer. I've tried to pick the under in the All Star game every three years. I should let everybody know that 
feel free to fade me like the dipshit that I am, like the curmudgeon that I am for trying to pick an under in an all-star game. But the math checks out. And if there's just not an 100-point quarter like there was 10 years ago, 101-point quarter, then we got to be able to get under 325, people. Like, let's do this together uh, and keep this thing from getting to 325 like I think is possible. Or fade me because you feel more confident about that. But either way, it's going to be a weekend of some fun stuff. And I think we're most looking forward to betting on this game over the other ones necessarily. Maybe the three-point contest. It's usually a, a winner as well, actually, because you get some really, really nice juice if you can uh, get like a couple handful of guys and group them together uh, and make sure you, you find a winner in there. So that's all the time either way that we have. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page, like I said, so you can come back and follow us with those player props, by the way, that we're wicked hot on. 47 and 21 so far in the, the calendar year of 2023. So I want to continue to follow along with those. Until we see you next, happy betting. Let's go.